Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for... November the 15th in the year of our Lord, 2023, the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the checks and balances brilliantly put in place in the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America. It is the blueprint for liberty. We reject revolution, stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth, unless, of course, it is a Jesus revolution. Quick recap of yesterday's uh, and a couple of days ago shows. First off, we had Sheriff David A. Clark Jr. with us yesterday on radio and TV with Sheriff Richard Mack. He's known as American America's Sheriff. He's the president of America's Sheriff, LLC. He's also involved in Rise Up Wisconsin, Inc., Standing Against Election Fraud and More. He's a best-selling author. He's a well-known public speaker. He's host of a new program called Straight Talk with America's Sheriff, David Clark. It's a podcast available now. He's also uh, been working with True Blue Streaming Services to host Cops Under Fire. So he's doing a lot, a lot, a lot with social media, with podcasting, and a whole lot more, ladies and gentlemen. His website, americasheriff.com. Great interview with him. And the reason we had him on uh, the radio and TV with us is because he has been the catalyst to make this incredible thing happen. Here's what I mean. There is a group called fractalweb.app. F-R-A-C-T-A-L, fractalweb.app. All right, now, this group is uh, developers of incredible new, they call it Web 4.0 technology. What does that mean? It means they have an incredible new whole database system that is wicked fast. Things that would usually take days in the, in the, in the current technology takes literally minutes and seconds in their new technology. Well, David A. Clark Jr. teamed up with these people and said, hey, let's run all election voter rolls through this incredible rapid technology. And what they've done is they've done it and they've found all kinds of problems and anomalies in the voter rolls. It's incredible. So anyway, fractal technology is the new key. Uh, and we're working on states and municipalities and everybody else to start using this technology. They're not making a left-right play. They're not debating election fraud. They're just merely saying, look, you want the facts? We can bring IT analytics to the table, and we can absolutely plumb these databases at record speed, and we'll tell you where the problems are, and then you can go to work to fix them. It's not political. It's not partisan. The fact is it just makes a difference. And to highlight David A. Clark Jr.'s point about all kinds of, quote, phantom ballots or fake ballots or fake voters proven by this technology vetting these databases, <laughs> Judicial Watch finds 1.8 million what they call ghost voters <laughs> in 29 states. <clears throat> they warn of dirty elections. Believe it or not, this was Jennifer Harper 
the Washington Times, and this was, believe it or not, October 20th, 2020. We've known this for a long time. They say we claim election fraud with no evidence. Well, what about Judicial Watch finding 1.8 million ghost voters? Yeah, and they're warning of dirty elections. That's the Washington Post, folks. WAPO reporting that. So to those of you who say there's no evidence of election fraud, there it is. Furthermore, this fractal company is proving all over the country for anybody who's willing to let them gather all the data, and they collate the data. They use all kinds of tax records, meaning county records on your house, your property taxes, etc. They compare it, and they're finding dozens and dozens and dozens of random people all at the same addresses. How does that happen? It gets worse. Did you donate over 8,000 times is the question James O'Keefe is asking. James O'Keefe, he's with O'KeefeMediaGroup.com. We played a video where he talks to this lady, he knocks on her door and says, ma'am, did you realize you voted 8,000 times? And she is just shocked and she's like, um, that's not possible. And James says, we agree. Anyway, they're documenting this and proving that not only do we have uh, database problems, a lot of people at the same address that shouldn't be, a lot of dead people that shouldn't be, and the list goes on and on, because all you got to do is use this massive database to compare against property um, records, compare against death indexes, and you can just discover these voters. And then discover that how many voters are at a given address and go, wait a minute, how can 50 voters be at the same address? And then dig in and say, wait a minute, <laughs> these poor people have been donating hundreds of times. In James O'Keefe's video, he calls for journalists to help vet this. And he gives you the website on the government's website where you can look and say, hey, how many times have I voted? <laughs> you may have, well, how many times have I um, donated, I should say. Uh, donated, not voted, donated. And, and you can find out if you've been donating without knowing it, just like this lady and many other examples that they can give. You put all that together, folks, and when they claim we have election fraud examples or election fraud claims with no evidence, they're just not willing to discuss the evidence is the only reality check on that. We also then next hour had a guest, Christina Tobin. She's the founder and chair of the Free and Equal Foundation. It's the Free and Equal Elections Foundation. She's a, uh, an independent when it comes to political parties. Freeandequal.org is her website. And Christina and crew are putting together their own debates. They're sick of the Republican-Democrat sham debates. These debates don't demand you support anybody who's the, quote, nominee or whatever else. It's not the good old boy network. It's not chain people down. It's free and open debates. Um, we also had Richard Mack with me to discuss this with Christina Tobin. And we talked about the Free and Equal Election Foundation will soon host its first U.S. presidential debate for the 2024 election cycle, or season is what they call it. And um, turns out that Jimmy Dore, along with Christina, will be the two moderators for the debate. They say the debate stream will be live on Rumble. Six U.S. presidential candidates will be selected. Yeah, guess by who? By the public. The public will vote on 
and then the top six vote getters will be in the debate. Freeandequal.org to sign up and learn about when. But in January, you can vote on which candidates you think should be in the debate. Did you know there's over 150 candidates running for president right now? Yeah. So what about the people deciding who gets to be on the stage, not government rules by Republican and Democrat committees that are literally non-government and unconstitutional? Yeah. Support free and equal, folks, because they're pushing corporate funding to be out of our politics. They've got a petition and an effort to do that. I signed it. Free and Equal TV is one of the ways they're going to be promoting this as well, in conjunction with Rumble and a whole lot more. Uh, We talked about the fact that they're not just involved in the presidential elections. They've been doing elections for 15 years and debates regarding those elections. So I want a big old massive debate about those who are going to replace Mitt Romney in the great state of Utah, for instance. I want to get uh, votes to see who's going to throw down with uh, Mark Lamb uh, and other people regarding maybe Carrie Lake in Arizona. That debate ought to be interesting. Maybe Richard Mack can be the one to host those debates. So we're talking about real debates without bogus rules. We're talking about the people being involved and who would be debated. There will be five questions for the six candidates. And we can put our own ideas in for a couple of the questions. And I asked the question, which government agency would you abolish and why? Because if you're not willing to abolish any government agencies, you're certainly not somebody that I would elect. Secondly, I want to know which one you would do so and why. I want to know the reasoning behind what you would do. The second question I always ask is this, are you willing to audit and end the Federal Reserve and make that a push? Because all war, all the problems we face really traces back to dishonest money where they can spend like drunken sailors. I brought up that up to Kristen. She was very interested. Uh, anyway, great, great, great interview. We finished on the truth about January the 6th. The Blaze put out a piece showing that they lied when they convicted Stuart Rhodes and they withheld exculpatory evidence from the Stuart Rhodes defense. Literally, they had a Capitol Police guy lying about where he was and what he saw on the witness stand. He perjured himself. And they have video and timestamps and his whereabouts to prove it. Criminal activity, we need to start arresting people right now. And it also means that we need to throw out the conviction of Stuart Rhodes because it's based on lies and false premise, lies by the government, and withholding exculpatory evidence like the videos to prove the point. That's exactly what happened in the Ammon Bundy case. And Ammon walked free from a jury that said he was not guilty and then walked free from another case in a different state because the judge said the FBI and the Justice Department was so corrupt that we can't even hold an honest trial of Ammon Bundy. This is no different. Let's quickly take the break. We'll come back. I've got a lot coming up, including our co-host on the broadcast today, Mr. James Edwards, ThePoliticalCesspool.org. It all happens in mere seconds on your radio. My name is Christian Knuckles. I prophesy there will be no revival until the church leadership stops lying to the people. I'm the first soldier of the spiritual body of Christ, the line of Judah, 
the Confederate Church of Christ. I'm here to declare the lion will lie down with the lamb when the lying stops. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries and brought to you by confederatechurchofchrist.com. Introducing Managed IT Services from NPI. We offer top-notch data backup and recovery, email spam protection, and network security tailored to your needs and budget. With 20-plus years of experience in the medical field, our HIPAA-certified consultants know what it takes to protect sensitive information. Don't settle for less. Give us a call at 801-706-6980 and experience the difference with Managed IT Services. Remember, your IT support should be fast, efficient, and reliable. In message one, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44, gave the left evil, spiritual power the more they use the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him, the beast, his power. Revelation 13, 2. The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1. That behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note 2. Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present day end-time capitalists is that Ford was born and educated in the Kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, James Edwards, ThePoliticalCessPool.org with me. Uh, James, any comment on the previous stuff before we go to the real topic of today? I'll tell you what, I always like it when racists like you interview uh, people like uh, Sheriff Clark. And uh, moss never grows uh, under your feet, Sam. You're always up to something. You're always covering so much. Yeah, and me and the David criminal Clark criminal mismanagement. Together, the two racists, right? <laughs> The criminal mismanagement of world affairs, and certainly, I think, especially here in America, of our domestic affairs, never leaves us short of content here. That's why you got to do it six days a week. David A. Clark Jr. knows full well that neither of us are racist. We both want to fix the country, and we're united in that. And by the way, he's a Democrat. I'm neither. I'm just an American. I guess I'm an independent, or you might call me a Constitution Party member. Uh, but there you have that. Anyway. All right, the governor of New York is just nuts. I don't even know how to respond to this kind of uh, criminal activity. But the governor says she's watching your social media. If you live in New York, you have to soon watch what you say. Kathy Hochul wants to make sure no one is insulted. Here's her comments. We'll talk about it. Also, we're very focused on the data we're collecting from surveillance efforts, what's being said on social media platforms. And we have launched an effort to be able to counter some of the negativity and reach out to people when we see hate speech being spoken about on, on online platforms. Our media analysis, our social media analysis unit has ramped up its monitoring of sites to catch incitement to violence, direct threats to others. And all this is 
in response to our desire, our strong commitment to ensure that not only do New Yorkers be safe, but they also feel safe. I don't even know how to respond to this. What gives government the authority to watch and monitor your social media content uh, and then determine as the thought police if it's okay or not, if it's hate speech or not, who defines hate speech, etc.? She didn't say, hey, if there's criminal activity, we're going to prosecute. I get it. There's already laws against criminal activity. Uh, but, James, she goes on, the government of the Empire State announced that in response to, quote, rising hate crimes and instances of harassment, the state of New York will increase staffing to the FBI Joint Task Force, which I don't understand that. Uh, how do you become part of the FBI Joint Task Force uh, if you're not part of the federal government? Governor Hochul has directed an additional $2.5 million to the, quote, New York State Police in an effort to deploy 10 additional investigators in New York City, Albany, Buffalo, and Rochester, ensuring the state police has a presence in all, and they call them JTTF, investigative groups and areas. This is chilling of what's happening here because who defines all this, right? Where does this go from here? And I see nothing but absolute tyranny out of the making of this, James. You are exactly right. And this is a perfect entry into a much wider and much more concerning issue than even the, the, the specific one that you raised, Sam. Let's look at this big picture. Uh, you you are right. We are heading towards tyranny, especially in the blue-controlled territories, whether it be states or districts or municipalities or whatever. Increasingly, what matters, and the only thing that matters, is what side you're on. We have talked about that before, but I don't think that I can uh, over overstate it let's look at a, a few different things up here in new york this one uh, again this specific incident that you're talking about right now that's one thing that should cause pause uh, but there's a lot more things going around now i'll mention again very quickly which has been mentioned many many times but i don't know if there's a better example that one could could raise and that being of course my my libel lawsuit where the textbook legal definition of libel was not only met but exceeded so we filed uh, a lawsuit, took it to uh, a court in Detroit, which was, of course, we had to go to Detroit because that was where the newspaper was that published what we believe was the libel. And uh, even and, and the judges said, yes, this is the textbook definition of libel, but we're going to rule for the uh, defendants anyway because of the company he keeps Aesop's Fables. You've heard me tell that story before many, many times. And then you, you, you move forward now to Donald Trump. Donald Trump saying that he cannot get a fair trial in places like New York, in places like Atlanta, Georgia, majority Democrat, blue area, and, well, it used to be a red state, in places like Washington, D.C., of course. These cases and these 
uh, are not being filed in rural red state areas, okay? We're not losing these cases there because rule of law still prevails there. You are increasingly getting two separate countries in the same living space. Uh, if, if Donald Trump, uh, these ridiculous charges against Trump, well, first of all, they would have never been brought in uh, a, a jurisdiction that reveres the rule of law, but they are going to be brought in places like New York, Washington, Fulton County, Georgia, and yes, he's, I think everyone will see he cannot get a fair trial because, again, what matters is what side you're on. I'll give you another couple of examples that should concern any freedom-loving listener that we have, whether or not you agree or disagree with the people uh, that are being persecuted here. So we covered this on my program a couple of weeks ago. I don't know who this group is. I don't even know what their literature was saying. <clears throat> but you have people now going to prison going to prison for distributing flyers now it's short sentences for now i think they go for like a month or two uh, but the fact of the matter is you have i don't care what the message is as long as you're not advocating for violence or instigating violence you have a freedom of speech you have the freedom of speech to go and put leaflets on people's homes you can do that i did it as a candidate every candidate does it you have a right to do that now this group uh that was doing it i, I don't even remember their name but the media called it hate literature whatever and somehow some way they were able to warp the law into saying well you know what it's actually criminal littering and it's uh, they got them on some like it's, it's up to like a felony or something now and you got to ask yourself now, hey, now slow down. Let's just wait a minute here. I might not agree with the message, but we're going to send people to prison for putting nonviolent freedom of speech guaranteed uh, literature on, on people's uh, uh, homes. Uh, that That's something. And then I, I can tell you 100% I am behind this man in his persecution. This is Peter Brimelow, the former editor of Forbes magazine. Very good friend of mine wrote the book Alien Nation. Uh, quite famously, uh, a couple of decades ago, talking about immigration. And uh, you have now, also in New York, Sam, you have the state attorney general uh, basically going to put Peter Brimelow out of business. That's what they're going for. And there is an article that will fully inform your audience at vdare.com uh, that will tell you about this. But basically, Peter was living spell in V-Dare. Connecticut. Hold on, you know how a lot of. No, VDare, spell it. V, as in the letter V, as in Virginia Dare, the first, uh, I, I think, uh, a, a, a child, a daughter born uh, to the colonists uh, way back when. V Dare, V D A R E dot com, V Dare dot com. And I what happened was Peter and his wife. Oh, no, no, thank you, thank you. Uh, beautiful family, all friends of uh, his wife is friends with my wife. I'm good friends with him. Uh, very mainstream guy until he started talking about immigration. Now, of course, they call him white supremacist, white nationalist, so on and so forth. Yeah, he also but has now sued, listen, Matt Staver has a lawsuit against the SPLC right now over this very immigration discussion, uh, if you're not aware, folks. I, I know we're coming up on a break, but I think just to conclude the point, perhaps after the break, if I could just break down and it'll only take a minute or two what's going on with the video, maybe we can... Sh- shoehorn in here I'll, I'll listen intently for the music but basically peter and his wife lydia uh were living in connecticut you don't want to live in a blue state if you have conservative ideas so they moved to west virginia they found uh a great property that they got that they could hold conferences at because peter had tried to hold four or five conferences at hotels only to be uh 
after the contract was signed, you get the threats against the hotels, and then the hotel canceled. So he couldn't have a public conference. So he bought a property where he could have conferences. And it's a big property. It's, it's a castle, in fact, in West Virginia. Uh, but anyway, of all the problems in New York, uh, the Attorney General of the State of New York is going after Vidir and Peter Brimlow for basically a technicality uh, on him being a 501c3 and then not having enough members of the board on his board. I mean, it's just, it's a very penny any thing. And but that's what they're really focusing going on after because he's on the wrong on the side. Same premise, ladies and gentlemen, in Minnesota, they said Sam Bushman and Richard Mack are hate mongers. Um, we'll talk about it. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. President Biden is in San Francisco, California, for a scheduled meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping. Biden will attend the Asian Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit and will hold talks with Xi today. The leaders are expected to discuss the wars in the Middle East and Ukraine, normalizing communications channels, and eliminating the flow of fentanyl into the United States. The House approved a temporary measure to avert a government shutdown on Friday. On Tuesday, the House voted in favor of a Republican proposal to fund certain departments until mid-January and the remainder through early February at current spending levels. The bill now moves to the Senate, where bipartisan support exists. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer saying he intends to pass the legislation as soon as possible. When it comes to government funding, as I have long said, it has to be bipartisan. And right now, that's the path we seem to be on. I'm John Schaefer. The new Speaker of the House wants presidential candidate Donald Trump to be president again. Louisiana Republican Mike Johnson reported that he is all in for Trump in 2024. Trump called Johnson a, quote, tremendous congressman respected by everybody, end quote, when he was nominated for Speaker last month. David DePap, the man accused of breaking into the home of former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and striking her husband Paul in the head with a hammer, is in court this week. DePap was called to the stand yesterday by his defense attorneys. On the stand, he was asked about his political views. When asked about who else was on the list of targets to go after, DePap responded, President Biden, actor Tom Hanks, former Vice President Mike Pence, Senator Bernie Sanders, Hunter Biden, and California Governor Gavin Newsom. Drummers are so coordinated, they can do something different with each limb. Today is officially National Drummer Day. Thanks for listening, my friend. We are USA News. Omaha Steaks is rewriting the book on burgers with an all-new handmade texture for the juiciest home-style burgers you've ever tasted. Their pure ground burgers are made from single cuts of real aged Omaha steaks. These are truly steaks on a bun. Filet mignon, ribeye, New York strip, sirloin, and even brisket burgers. Now is the time to experience the exclusive burger perfection flight for just $79.99. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code TREAT at checkout to get an extra $20 off your order plus free shipping. You'll get four of each pure ground burger so you can sample all the steak on a bun greatness. These burgers are crafted for a juicier, more tender experience, making your mouth water with every single bite. Don't wait. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Use promo code TREAT at checkout and get $20 off the burger perfection flight and discover your new burger obsession. Minimum order may be required. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, 
and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, James Edwards and Sam Bushman on the incredible, the historic, the long-running Liberty Roundtable. Be sure to support the work of Sam Bushman here, ladies and gentlemen, libertyroundtable.com. Uh, there are few in the media with uh, his tenacity. Well, there are none in media with his tenacity and few uh, with his talent and ability and, uh, of course, uh, his spirit of stick to uh, after all of these years and never backing down from a fight and my friends, we need more people like that. He sets an example for the rest of us to follow. He brought up a great example of uh, really the, I think, the observable move away, let's call it that, from rule of law in America, especially over the last nearly a decade. I mean, it is intensifying. It is growing more rapid uh, now, and you can see it as we speak. But this is something the last five to ten years we'd be, we, we've started to see more and more of and, and we we gave just a few examples to sort of uh, complement sam's example or to add to his example in the last segment uh, from the more trivial like my law, uh, libel lawsuit to uh, it wasn't trivial to me but in the grand scheme of you know the american uh, people i guess it might be compared to trump's lawsuits not even maybe to, because they changed people. court case law literally that's true. James Edwards, ladies and gentlemen, where's the Donald it did, it, to fund and stand up to stop it? Well, it did actually. Sam is correct. It did uh, rewrite uh, precedent for libel law in the state of Michigan. But uh, anyway, Trump's cases, uh, the situation now where you have people, okay, I, maybe they are, maybe they're not. I don't know, but it doesn't matter. Maybe they are disagreeable. Maybe they have a message that offends people that if, what good is the first amendment if it doesn't protect offensive speech or controversial speech these people are now going to prison you would have never heard of that in a free country never in a free country would that have been allowed what about all of the people who were going against the grain decades ago uh they expected their rights to be uh, to be upheld and of course that's yeah what the there's this guy named martin supposedly luther. about <clears throat> martin luther forget the king and the clown show of modern day look at martin luther ladies and gentlemen and others who tried to transcribe the transcribe the bible and and stand on christian beliefs they were literally uh, all kinds of abused back in the day uh, in america we guaranteed that wouldn't happen right well, and now it is. And what it's called is lawfare. And again, if you go to vdare.com, another example uh, you have, of all the problems the state of New York has, uh, their attorney general is focusing uh, on, on, like a hawk on uh, a small nonprofit that is an immigration restriction uh, patriotic type of organization uh, anchored now. I mean, his name, his reputation has been sullied because he dares to speak out against the uh the, the narrative, but he's a great guy. Peter Brimelow, former editor yeah, of Forbes, Steve very Forbes mainstream to stand guy. Up for Peter, though. Yeah, well, that's a good question. And of course, you talked to Steve Forbes earlier this summer. We should have asked, but, uh, but yes. And uh, so that, that you have now just on technicalities. On technicalities, you're talking about a million dollar purchase. I think they they bought this uh, this property, which is to serve as a conference venue and their headquarters for VDare. 
for about a, you know, a little over a million dollars, which is a ton of money to people like us. But you're talking about these major corporations. That's nothing. That's that's like what fast food is to us. And anyway, so the, the whole state of New York is focusing their legal arm on uh, enforcing some technicality that he may or may not have uh, done improperly to take away their property or to put them out of business. This is where you're at. This is lawfare, Sam. Uh, people going to prison for putting out flyers. Uh, people who, I guarantee you, if this was a Black Lives Matter nonprofit, you can have any sort of discrepancies you want. And I'm not saying the Brimelows did. I'm just saying it, it's something really, really technical that's being uh, focused on here. Uh, but this, this is it. What side are you on? What side are you on? In the red states, it may not matter. In the red state, you could be a Democrat, you could be a Republican, liberal, conservative, and we'd like to think rule of law would prevail. It is not that way. It is not that way in these blue state and in these blue-controlled areas. You know, this is interesting. Um, there's a headline that talks about now millionaires just consider themselves middle class because the dollar uh, has plummeted so big time now to where they're considering millionaires even middle class now which what does that mean for you and me james you and i live in the hood, I don't, buddy. I, i'm concerned about listen we there was an article last week to get a big mac in connecticut which by the way i would just mention peter brimelow that's where he was living before he moved to west virginia to try to get away from the oppressive politics and economy of the blue state of the blue states but in connecticut now it was eighteen dollars to buy a big mac Eighteen dollars—that'd be a hundred dollars to take a family of four out to McDonald's. Yeah, so that's scary. I, it's I mean, scary I as hell. Spend that eighteen dollars for a Big Mac, amen. Um, <laughs> you know, a Big Mac though uh, is—I don't even know. It's it—it's at best an average hamburger now, right? I, I mean, if it's average, what's what's a low class hamburger? I mean, I I think they taste good, but I mean, you're, it's definitely about as as uh, you know low on the totem pole as you can get, and, and it'd be called food, right? I mean, you know, McDonald's is McDonald's. Everybody eats McDonald's. I like McDonald's, but I mean, what are we talking about here? No, it's if it's average, what's a low class burger? <laughs> Well, a low class burger would be basically the same thing, but a small one. So if you go to McDonald's and buy the Big Mac, oh, I see, better I see. If you yeah, go yeah, buy yeah. one of their little teeny hamburgers, you know, when I, I was see. a kid, they used to have specials. You could buy one of those little teeny hamburgers for like nineteen or twenty nine cents. Okay, now one well, of those little teeny hamburgers <laughs> cost over a buck, and they're tiny. There's hardly any meat on them. There's a little pickle yeah, in that's the middle, right. a little bit of teeny ketchup, and that's it. Okay, that to me is I, I, you know, I, I, so. It, it, it's one of their premier burgers, but it's an average burger a Big Mac is. Um, well, a I got another one. burger got, would be got, maybe the $2 burger or whatever that double stack is. The meat isn't as good in some of those burgers and stuff like that. Yeah, that's say, right. right. Well, yeah, their quarter pounder is a totally different meat than uh, I don't want to, you know, than the, the Big Mac. I don't want to chase, you know, trivialities here, but I will tell you this just with regards to inflation. The big thing out of McDonald's right now is the McRib is back. The McRib comes uh, every Every fall, November, early December, they got the McRibs at, at the McDonald's nationwide. They only bring it out in the fall for a few weeks. Well, anyway, the the McRib deal had always been. Now, I know we're talking about very serious and important things here, but there is a point to be made. The McRib deal was always you get your combo, and it runs you about what every combo does. But you could always get a second one for a dollar. I mean, forever. When the McRibs would come out, you could say, I want to add a second one for a dollar. Well, I went to McDonald's last night. I don't mind telling you. Yeah, and they're like five bucks for a rib, back. and there's no second one yep. for nothing except for five bucks, buddy. Well, that, yeah, it, it was it was 10 bucks for the combo, so it's half the price of uh, – 
Connecticut, so we're thankful for that. But ten bucks, you know, but but the second one for a dollar, which they have always offered, that's gone. The second one is now four dollars and nineteen cents, and that that's that. I think you know again, that's a that, like a silly example that we could draw, but that that is what is going on everywhere with every purchase, with every price, whether it's food or goods or groceries or gas. That's what the American people are facing, along with the woke onslaught, along with the mismanagement of these wars. I mean, what are we getting into? World War Three here? over issues that are not our vital concern, whether it be in Ukraine or in Israel. And, yeah, I don't know where we're going, Sam. And I don't know how people are going to be able to afford it when we get there. I'll tell you where we're going. You won't be able to afford anybody anything, and you won't be able to say anything. Hey, hey, now we're now we're getting to now we're getting to the point. Yeah. Hey, that that's where we're going. That's right. That is exactly where we're going. Unless we take the off ramp. All right, now, let me throw this out because this is kind of critical and related to what we're talking about. So New York absolutely whacked out for sure. But it turns out that New York now, I guess the the headline says this, man in NYC, it's a man in New York, charged for trying to stop homeless man from robbing woman on the subway. So he sees this woman. (laughs) <laughs> he sees his homeland or home homeless guy trying to rob this woman. He stops the thug. The only one's in trouble is the guy that tried to stop the thug. Yep. Is this what we're headed? You are seeing that a lot. You're seeing a lot of that now. I mean, there've been some very famous cases of that. Uh, and you see more and more of it every day. Well, I mean, you my, my God, Sam, I mean, the police don't even go into minority areas now because if there's any sort of policing done against them, uh, you ne- you're you always running the risk that you're going to spend the rest of your life in prison. If they if they don't uh, yeah, immediately right. obey the directions of the officers and you have to get into some sort of a confrontation with them, you're you as a police officer are putting your life on the line every time you try to enforce the law in this sick society. Uh, that you know, makes everything about race if it goes against you know a so-called minority. And, well, and check this out. Uh, so a sheriff is now rioting in California because he says, "Hey, we found shoplifting. They stopped the shoplifters. We were about to arrest the shoplifters, and the store stopped us from creating accountability." And he's livid about it. Go ahead and skip the break. Now this is another interesting headline to make the point. I don't know how to say this name. Um, Pavy Rassanen, Pavy Rassanen, acquitted over, quote, hate speech for sharing Bible verse. So here's what happened. This person shared a Bible verse, got busted, hate speech, out of control. They went to court and finally got acquitted. Now, that's good news. I appreciate it. It's good news. But it's like Hail Mary defense is all it is, James. It, see, and that is why, ladies and gentlemen, that is why you have to oppose these so-called hate speech laws at every turn. Because they present it as, well, if you criticize a Jewish person or a black person or a homosexual, and, and of course, as we know, those groups should never be criticized. You should agree with everything any of them ever say and do, no matter what it is, obviously. Uh, but if you do have the uh, spirit to... Uh, publicly disagree with one of the support groups of the regime they call that hate speech Uh, no matter what the disagreement is no matter how well argued no matter what and but a lot of people just say okay well he's obviously a racist because he 
you know, believes this or he's anti-Semitic because he disagreed with this person. Uh, and so they get you like that. Uh, but then it, once it's established, if and when it's established, what's stopping them now from moving to, hey, well, you know, hey, this is actually this isn't Christian uh, commentary. This is anti-gay hate. And they are doing that. And they are doing that. And again, if this case, where was this case? Uh, I'd be interested to know where this, where he was acquitted at. I bet you it wasn't uh, Washington, D.C. or New York. or I'd, It'd be oh, interesting to find the jurisdiction. No, it's a blue state for sure. Well, but I mean, there's, there's a lot of uh, red areas in blue states. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, Oregon's like all red except for Portland. So anyway, it'd be interesting to know where, where this person was acquitted. Because you go to a rural yeah, county it, in Oregon, it's just as good as going to like a rural county in Mississippi. It's something I can try not that, to it, dig yeah. into, but I, I, I'm just telling but you. It's, it's not important. Now. But, I, I, but I, I, the other thing I find interesting about this whole thing is, you know, where do we go from here? For example, I, I got an interesting trap for you, James, and just fall for the trap, okay? It's on purpose, but just stick with me. All right. What is anti-Semitic? Do you want the honest answer or what they say it is? I want you to know what they or, say it is. Okay, that the anti-Semitic, if you're an anti-Semite, you, you hate Jews, you want harm to become around Jews, you are uh, right. bartering in conspiracy theories, you're mo motivated by hate entirely. Now, if that same thing applies to, say, a white person, what is it called? Uh, is it anti-Semitic? Uh, critical, critical race hold theory. On, it's called. On. Is uh, it anti-Semitic? No, no, they would no, no, it's not. Okay, that. so if it's not, and it's only anti-Semitic to one group of people, isn't that anti-Semitic? Isn't that <laughs> hatred and well, interesting, you, you know, violence and whatever uh, harm to all the description you put put in place against any other group? And it's not anti-Semitic. So the very term anti-Semitic is anti-Semitic, James. Well, and I'll tell you another thing about that is the Isn't vast majority Isn't that of white. Factually correct, though. I challenge anybody. I think on this. I think you're onto something. I think you're onto something. But another thing to consider is, and this is something that always gets lost in this conversation, is that most white people in the country don't really know the, if the person they're criticizing is Jewish or not. I mean, how many people know? A lot of the Jews are white. I mean, they certainly look white. I think a lot of times people are just criticizing what they believe to be a white liberal, and I guess you could argue that that's what they are. I mean, sometimes Jews consider themselves to be white. Sometimes they consider themselves to be Jewish and not white. I guess it just depends on the individual. But I think a lot of times when you have people criticizing someone, they just see woke, uh, liberal, and then, oh, if they're Jewish, then it because you get the anti-Semitic enhancement. And a lot of people don't even know that they're Jewish. Well, but, I, but I'm saying, though, that if you have a certain word that defines one certain group and, this, and, and the principles in that means hate, violence, you know, evil, whatever you want to call right, it, well, and, and that doesn't apply to everybody else, then isn't that alone, that special word that relates to only Jews, isn't that anti-Semitic or hate-filled on its very Well, here's, an, here's another. Because if they're doing the same thing to me, what are they going to call it? They're going to call All it well absolutely and good. justified. Exactly. That, exactly. Well, here's another thing to consider, too, Sam. It's sort of there's a hypocrisy there that the left never allows itself to be tripped over. They've never tripped over a hypocrisy or a double standard. Uh, but we're told time and time again there is no race. There are no ethnicities. 
you know, imagine there's no heaven. That you know, religion is just a trivial, a, a trivial thing. We're all one human family. Uh, okay, well, if you believe that, and I certainly don't, but if you did, and they claim to believe it, then what's the distinguish? What's so distinguishing about being a Jewish person? How can you be anti-Semitic? We're just uh, criticizing, or a person may be criticizing another person who's just part of the one human family. Uh, so, uh, if if it's something that they can use to take down an enemy, then there are distinctions between ethnicities and and race and and, and religions and things like that. But uh, uh, on the other hand, if it's if it serves their interest in the narrative to uh, say that you know there are no distinctions, and they'll they'll go that way. But that that's something that I've noticed time and time and time again. Hey, well, what's this? This guy's this guy's black. What's significant about that? If it's something that that, that happens that they can use to showcase, you know, Black History Month. We're just all humans. What's Look, the significance folks, about crime, this? Why is he a black listen to hero? Me carefully, if it's a crime, it's a crime, and it's either a crime against everyone with the same action, or it's a crime against no one with the same action. But it doesn't determine a crime based on wordsmithing, based on labels, based on manipulation of terms, dishonest representation of who we are. Okay, a crime against a Jew and a crime against a white or a black or anybody else is still a crime. And if it's not a crime, right, now, it's not a this. crime against anybody. You cannot going back have to it both ways, people. And to bring up such and to create these special interest groups is racist, is bigoted, is hostile, is hate-filled, is wrong, is anti-Semitic. There's no way around it. And I'll debate anybody, anytime, anywhere regarding that. Well, I mean, I would certainly say that you can have organizations that seek to advance the best interest of certain people, while not at the expense of uh, yeah, uh, the larger... Hate. Yeah, but yeah, right. That's so you can't crime. have these things. But that that's the thing. I mean, everybody else has them, but if we have them, it's it's white supremacists. Yeah, but, but, but I'm I, saying that's not a crime though, and that's why I say it's equal to all. You can advocate for whoever you are. If I want to advocate for people that love to jump up and down, I can advocate for people that love to jump up and down. That doesn't mean I'm harming people that don't like <laughs> to jump up and down. Okay? Look, we well, gotta but be clear I, about crime and clear about what's fair across societal reality and that we're all God's children. And anything different from that smacks of evil. Well, you have to, again, to go back to, I think, what was the primary point of discussion here. You cannot have so-called hate crime legislation and hate crime enhancements and all of that, because who's to stop? Who's to stop the judge in any specific case or even the government at any specific time uh, to say, you know what, this this isn't Christian. This is hate, you know, and, and, and then Christians are going to jail. It happens all over the world. Why wouldn't it happen here? It will happen here if you change the laws and you change the population to uh, a group uh, of, of. It is happening so here, ladies and gentlemen. It already is. Now, <clears throat> I told you about the Bible verse. They're really coming for the Christians. That's the bottom line. But I find Steve Scalise. And I want to just write shame in front of the article headline. So my headline says, shame. Steve Scalise says, quote, we must federally mandate voter identification laws in the United States. I don't agree, James. No, I mean, I, I don't either. Obviously, I, uh, I, I would, I would, there, there's something I want to say before I forget it. And it's, it's, it's. I think related to all of this and, and not just tangentially, but 
we look at all the stuff that's going on right now, all the things we've been talking about this hour, the things we talk about day after day, week after week on this network. We, we celebrate victories, and there are a lot of things to be happy about. There's a lot of things that, uh, that are happening, trends that are positive. But you look at the news, and it's just a constant bombardment of uh, anti-white, anti-Christian, and really anti-American hate. Uh, but Robert E. Lee, who just was melted down in Virginia, they melted down this beautiful piece of art. Yeah, By what the way, a disgrace, that, that, mockery of history. They, when they start to do that with your your monuments, uh, they will do that to the to the flesh and blood. That's what they want, and that that could be exactly what's coming. It will be what comes here. But Robert E. Lee said this, uh, and this is something that people need to remember, even in these times of great despair and uncertainty. And uh, you know, we're talking about the economy, we're talking about the courts, we're talking about you know the possibility of global war, a lot of things right now to be concerned about. But uh, Robert E. Lee wrote, and I, I, I have stabbed at this. I actually had never seen this quote from Lee before a few days ago, and I've talked about this in speeches in so many ways um, many, many times, but people need to remember, uh, but he puts it a lot better than I could. The truth is this, uh, General Lee writes, the life of humanity is so long, that of the individual is so brief, that we often only see the ebb of the advancing wave and are thus discouraged. It is history that teaches us to hope. So I think what he's saying here is, of course, what we've had to live through during this very short time that we're on Earth. We shouldn't allow ourselves to be too dismayed over that. History changes. Have faith in Christ. Be anchored in the eternal. Uh, things do change. Things changed for the uh, the Europeans who were under Muslim occupation for hundreds of years in the Iberian Peninsula and in Spain and in Portugal. So, I mean, things things can change and we need to have hope. I think too often we talk about all the things that are going wrong and it needs to be discussed because you're certainly not getting both sides from the establishment controlled press. Uh, but I think that that's something that I wanted to tell the audience today as well. Amen to that. All right. I got two final stories before the end of the hour and not much time to get to them. Here's the headline. Headline says, watch this truck driver react to a choking woman who waves him down on a busy highway. Yeah, literally, bottom line is this truck driver saw this woman. She was choking. She made the standard international sign for choking. He said, are you choking? She said, yes. He literally uh, pulled over and saved her life. Now, that's incredible. All right, hey, there we <clears> go. Good news. Love it. Now, here's the interesting statement that the truck driver made. My angels and her angels got together and intervened to save her life. So he doesn't even take credit, and he acknowledges God's hand in her saving. See, this is what America really is, James. Well, there is that America that still exists. I, I would say, you know, it's certainly not a blanket statement. Not all people are like that. We, there is a lot of evil in this country, but there is a lot of good as well. And there is still, we're not to the spot of Sodom and Gomorrah yet, not so long as there's people like that out there, and there are pe there are good people, there are good Christian people in this country still uh, that are fighting for what's right, but they boy, have been shoved out of the institutions of power, whether it be government, academia, media, um, entertainment, you name it. But uh, but there is still a remnant here, and uh, we'll we'll. All right, last story of the hour, James. Here's the question for you from a North Carolina. Uh, bug extermination company. Would you let exterminators 
release 100 American cockroaches inside your home for 2500 bucks. No. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I, th- no. I can only say Absolutely thank God I'm not, that. not if you lost your marbles. I wouldn't do it for $100,000, <laughs> James. Well, I don't know. Let's get, I mean, let's, uh, I mean, if you want to buy my house so I can <laughs> I was move gonna out say, of thank- it afterwards, okay, maybe. I was going to say, but thank I'm God not, I'm, I'm not, not that poor it. yet, but you can I think never everybody has their price. Things, buddy. Well, I mean, well, I mean, what are the rules, though? I mean, do, you, do they just get dumped and you can instantly start squashing them? No, or, you know, no, can no, you, no, you no. Have they to, get like, dumped and then you got to watch what days? happens. Oh, you can't exterminate them. You can't, well, like, I'm sure you can eventually, you just but you've got to watch what happens. I don't know all the rules. I'm just telling you that's what the story says. And watch what happens. We no, they're gonna, no, oh, you gotta watch, you got to leave them there for a while. They get, <laughs> they get to be your roommate. for. No. I mean, if you get to, like, if they get to dump them and you immediately get to go in and start battling them, that's one thing. No, I'm not that poor. 100000 well, even for $100,000, if they get to be co-tenants, I, it, I can't do it. Not but. even maybe. Uh-uh. Not unless I'm leaving the house for good or unless I have real, real money to really make sure they're gone um, or whatever. All I can tell you is uh, <laughs> her angels and my angels got together, this truck driver says, and amen to that. Um, <laughs> wow. Well, you cover it all in an hour here. This is why you got to never miss a broadcast of Liberty Roundtable. You never know from start to finish what you're going to hear in an hour. I didn't have it on my bingo card that we'd be talking about that cockroach story you know, 50 minutes ago. Yeah, they so, say the truck driver uh, quick thinking saved the day for this lady. And I think that his point about her angels and my angels got together is right. And it well, worked out. Good. I, I just need more angels. Incredible. A lot of demons. We need a few more angels around here these days. Amen to that. <laughs> anyway, I'm off the bug plan. I'm for the angel plan. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. What can I say? We're for the proper role of limited constitutional government. We reject all divide lines from these clowns that want to ruin the greatest country on the face of the earth. We stand with God, family, and country. We protect life, liberty, and property. And, buddy, we're about it for over a quarter of a century. And we are on fire because we follow the Prince of Peace. Thank you, James. Hey, thank you, Sam. Talk to you all next time. God bless you all. And happy Thanksgiving if we don't talk before then. Amen to that. Check out James's award-winning broadcast every Saturday night live and or anytime you like at thepoliticalcesspool.org. I am Sam Bushman for LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic of the United States of America.